0: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now.
1: Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitri. We want to thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure, make sure, make sure. This is important. Listen up. This is very important. That's why I said those words three times. Leave us a five-star review once you're there. Wherever you go, wherever you download your podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify, it don't matter odyssey wherever you wherever you get us make sure you leave us a five-star review we really would appreciate that i'm not going to threaten anyone today because today is a good old thursday and <laughs> we got a lot of good stuff to talk about and so i'm in a good mood t we're going to start out with the atlanta hawks schedule is out t and petty jarvis has circles one game and we'll give you exactly what that is so we gonna get into a little pettiness um to start this thing off and t the Atlanta Braves lost last night. Did they tinkle the game away, or did the mess just doggone do what they do? All right, and last but not least, and for the culture, we now know the number for Deshaun Watson. We'll talk about all that, but first, we got to talk about the Hawks' schedule coming out. And T, to be honest with you, these first one, two, three, four, five games. I'm thinking, uh, I'm start, I'm thinking about five and zero. Oh. I'm gonna go ahead and go like my 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 main man Carl Deuce from 929. Is like, yeah, man, I'm starting to think five and zero. Oh. I'm gonna go ahead and get this bad boy started off right. To you. How about that? Am I crazy or or I think just calm down a little bit.
0: No, I, I think it's legitimate because I see no reason for them not to beat the Hornets. I mean, they beat them last season to um, get into the play playoffs, so I think that's viable. The Rockets, same. Don't get me wrong. I know that they've kind of beefed things up, but you haven't beefed it up that much. And Pablo Bencaro is... That in, by game two, if anything, Deshaun Deshante Murray will be on a mission to show him exactly. I can hear
1: him shaking in his boots right now. Those size sixteens or whatever size he doggone wears. Yes. he don't want to see. He don't want that smoke with Deshaunte. I'm sure.
0: Not at all. Not at all. The only reason I would say it could be four and one or three and two is because for some. Head scratching reason the Hawks yes. could not figure out the Pistons. Yes, what's going not on? I understand. K- 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 no matter what they tried K- to K- do, K- that is the only oh reason I put that caveat out there. we like, yeah, they could go five and zero, and maybe uh. the backcourt, as it currently is constructed, can find a way to contain, if not shut down, Kate Cunningham. But until I see it in that fourth game, I'm still going to be like, hmm what you're working with Hawks but I still like their chances to potentially come out of the gates 5-0 and
1: no doubt about it and, and that and that was one of the things that you know I was going to bring up I'm glad you did and the, they could not figure out the Pistons last year Cade Cunningham you know now he's a baller don't get me wrong but yeah. just that yeah. team was not built to win games last year and right. for them to you know just struggle with that team. I was it just left left you kind of scratching your head. And I think that one of the main reasons why because you know the Hawks didn't understand or they were allergic to playing defense. So hopefully yeah. that's changed with the, the addition of, of DeJounte Murray um in the, in that backcourt because we know that's where a lot of struggles were and obviously exactly. Trey Young was a part of that. We can mm-hmm. go ahead and say that. That's fine. Yeah. You know he's one of ours, so you know we can we can be critical and and yeah. I think and that's okay. And I think that's something that Trey has definitely, you know, took personally, and to say, hey, I'm going to get better at that. So, when you think about, you know, what Trey brings to the table and what DeJounte Murray brings to the table, that combination of wanting to get better and being one of the better defenders in, in the NBA, uh, I think mm-hmm. that, that's a good combination for them to try to get that game. But but the, the game that I circle T, <clears throat> I ain't tell you this now. You know, it might come as a little bit of a surprise. November 2nd, New York Knicks – you know what? Like, I am so tired of Knicks fans. Oh my God. Like, I am so just sick of it. I'm, I'm sick of it. Like, S I C C U I T. That's exactly what I, I said, and that's how I meant it. So that's why I spelled it out for my folks who, you know, who, who don't understand. So, I mean, because, like, this is the thing that I, I think that, you know, I, I think it's a little bit of my pettiness comes from the Christmas Day piece, right? Because, sure, you sure. know, that's, the New York Knicks are kind of, like, very similar to, you know, uh, the Lions being play, playing on, on, on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, it's not necessarily a good product. It's a tra- tra- right. tradition. But mm-hmm. they've been traditionally bad. So yes. why are they playing on the, the day that everybody's going to be at home watching? Mm-hmm. Like, why not be entertained and, and put the yeah. Hawks on there? So I think that... You know, in order for the Hawks to get a little kickback, you know, Trey was a little upset about it as well. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and over there kick their butts, you know, up it, uh, you know, for kick their butts, and then you know we'll talk about it later. We'll figure the rest out later.
0: Yeah, and you get them at home first, so that's right. an opportunity for you to make a statement and let them know that the the Nick the Hawks team rather. From the year before, that team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals, it's back in a different iteration because last year, admittedly, the Hawks did have some struggles against the Knicks. However, even with their additions of players like Jalen Brunson, I do think at the end of the day that the Hawks will have their number yet again. So, Gotham, get ready.
1: No doubt about it. We'll be definitely having our eyes on that game. Now, T, we've been talking about Deion Jones. You know, he's been on the pup list, and apparently – there was a Dion Jones siding out in Flowery Branch, and DeOrlando better, you know, beat writer for the AJC, got a chance to kind of catch up with him, and you know, Dion Jones was typical Dion Jones. Yeah. You know, I had my interactions with him, and pretty straightforward. and said, "I'm good." Yes. <laughs> Is this any indication as to whether or not he's going to be around for uh, September 11th against the Saints, against his hometown TNT? Yeah, I was just about to say, like, I'm good. That's pretty much standard for home.
0: I mean, that's no before you. But, uh, you, know, you know, I don't think it's any indication one way or the other. I think we right. all knew at some point that the Falcons, and, and forgive me for saying it this way, but this is what comes to my mind. We all knew at some point the Falcons were going to try him out this this camp. Because, you are going to have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, because at the end of the day, you have to at least show potential trade partners that he is indeed recovered from his injury, and he is Mm -hmm. a viable player that can maybe be better served or or better worked in a different kind of system, right, where you have a small, speedy linebacker, and that's kind of the way you do things a la Dan Quinn. So I think it's, I'm not shocked. I think it was more of just kind of shocked. Like you didn't know which day it was going to happen. You didn't know Mm -hmm. how it was going to happen. You didn't know if they were going to let you know, you know, hey, Debo's coming and Debo's going to be at the podium today. I think that's why it was just kind of really low key because your eyes were more perched on, although you knew Drake London was not supposed to practice this week, kind of perched just to see if he might come out. And again, you and I have talked about it ad nauseum. Were mm-hmm. we or were we not going to see Marlon Davidson? Like, what is really going on there? So that's something that you and I even looked at for for practice at uh, the Benz Monday, right? Right. So yeah. Everybody's eyes were kind of perched in a certain direction. All of a sudden, here comes Devo. Not shocked that he's coming because you gotta try him out at some point. Chain <laughs> Right. Right. You gotta, yeah, you gotta get him at some point. But it's like, oh, oh. okay. Debo. Uh, all right but i'm yeah. interested to see when we start getting footage of those joint practices i'm yep. interested to see if we actually see him on the field for joint practices this weekend and or if we see him in any schemes in the monday night game
1: yes i think that's something that i think you made a great point i think that teams want to know how healthy he is I mean, I understand they do their physicals and all that, and they under and they go through all the throughout the process before mm-hmm. and you got the pass in order for them to you know bring him on or for the trade to fully go through. But I think it's it's good to see him out there running around, making tackles, and and looking. To see it and compare that film to where he is now, to what he used to be, and see how how far are those things apart? Because mm-hmm. Debo got a pretty healthy salary, so if yeah. a teams are going if you want teams to take on that full salary, hey, mm-hmm. you are gonna have to prove that he's healthy. And I think that's yeah. one thing that the Falcons want to continue to do. Now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: college football, you know, ESPN dropped the list because you know we're still in
0: the yeah, list we're, season. Yeah, we're, we're still
1: right. still quite in the list season, so they mm-hmm. drop ESPN dropped their top one hundred college football players in the country Mm tee. And, uh, you know, I was going through it. Like the first three, no brainers, right? Right. Will Anderson, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. I get it. Totally understand. No problem at all. Mm -hmm. Now, and they went down to number six, Mm Jalen Carter, who is an absolute... Beast of a man um, <laughs> on the football field. And I probably can make a case that he was the best defensive lineman on the team last year. Yeah. 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 I'm not crazy. Don't look at me no. like that. <laughs> so I, I think there, there are a lot of dolls sprinkled in here. But I think that I think Jalen Carter is right where he needs to be as far as being in that top 10 in, in the country too.
0: I I agree with you, and it's interesting because when we look at the seven dogs that were in that top 100, for the most part, no real shocks, right? Right. Um, Maybe except Stetson Bennett coming in at 44. I wasn't quite expecting him to be in the top 50. Yeah. And Eric Gilbert coming in about 86, right. I'm sure if there weren't the injuries in spring practice and you know him just kind of coming off of what happened with him last year, he'd probably be ranked higher because arguably, if indeed this room is the best tight end room in the country, why wouldn't you? You see him a little higher or Darnell Washington if he was a little bit better um in, or further along in his recovery right but Brock yeah. Bowers is right there at eight so I agree with you I think Jalen Carter arguably now he could have been top five he was six but like you said when you think about the fact that quarterbacks they they rule the world so not surprising that the Heisman Trophy winner was number two and C.J. Stroud was right behind yes. him and then you have mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud's number one receiver right behind him. So no no shock there. Now, for me, I don't know about you, I was just a little bit shocked about the running back out of Texas, uh, Robinson, uh, Bajon, Bajon Robinson. Bajon Robinson, yeah. Yeah, I was a little bit shocked that he kind of won up Jalen Carter, but I agree with you as well. Like, (laughs) let's see what it's looking like at the end of the season because when you have pundits who watch these guys faithfully year in and year out saying that, yeah, Trayvon Walker got – uh drafted if you will jordan davis got drafted if you will but this guy is actually better and Devonte white of course this guy's better than all three of them
1: mm. yeah because yeah. remember when we were talking when all those conversations about trayvon walker was going number one overall i was like mm-hmm. wait a minute i don't know about this one let me go check this out the first guy that popped on tape for me was Jalen carter Jalen yeah. carter was absolutely dominating out there now mm-hmm. get me wrong Jordan Davis made plays like remember mm-hmm. Devontae White you know Towers High Representative Decatur all day those guys were they 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 played really well but mm-hmm. Jalen Carter was a dude where you were like yeah he's the real deal yeah. but so I'm not too shocked but like you mentioned I one other one more player that I think that was kind of very interesting was Keely Ringo at 14 yeah, he's a guy yes, that kind of struggled yeah. a little bit but yeah. as he the year went along Mm-hmm. You know, he started to get better and better and better. And that's what you like to see in young corners. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, international championship there you go. pick six helps. That pick six helps like a think. lot. So oh, he was like, "Yeah, that's probably what sprung him into that that top 20 yes. So I'm um, right mm-hmm. sitting right there at fourteen. So I'm not too surprised yeah. about that, T. But yeah, no. but coming up next, the Atlanta Braves lost to the Mets last night. Did the Braves tinkle the game away? Or did the mess just do what National League East Division leaders do? We'll talk about all that next, right here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T. We'll be right back.
0: Now, guys, listen up and listen up good, because if you have not tried Bill Bar Puffs yet, you're definitely missing out. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Yes, Bill Bar has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs they have a light and chewy texture real cookie dough chunks and of course they're covered in 100 real chocolate and if you are a chocolate lover not only is it healthy but it is tasty so that is something that is exciting because listen we all know about cookie dough right from our childhood this is just kind of a different spin on it and you don't have to make it so that's a good look as well also 160 calories You know this show. You know we are watching our waist and waistline. So they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So that's a good look. And you can go right to Built.com. You can snag a box for you and your family. Or if you're like us sometimes and you just want to keep it to yourself, you can make that happen too and just enjoy. Now, what's great about Built? All products have collagen protein, and that's something that allows you to absorb more efficiently. So think about that. You have products out there that won't allow you to absorb things as efficiently as this will. So yeah, whether you need a snack out for your workout, you know, Jarvis and I are almost always on that workout tip, mm-hmm. a late-night treat, this is for you. So go to build.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15, and get 15% off of your order. Again, use that promo code LOCKEDON15 at built com And grab yourself a built bar. And speaking of grabbing a little something, the Braves tried their best to grab the <sighs> series last night. They had an opportunity to do that last night. Yes. But unfortunately, it did not happen. It was a nine to seven loss. And it was a very interesting dynamic, though, Jarvis, because, you know, we've had a couple games uh, earlier um, in the week, we had a 55-minute delay, and now there's a 34-minute delay of Wednesday night. But here was the interesting part. Before that, the Braves were on the ropes, down 4 yes. nothing. Jake Odorizzi just giving folks back-to-back home runs, and it's just not looking good. And then you get the delay. He goes into the weight room and starts to look at it, check his mechanics, and then he started retiring batters just like that, coming yes. on the back end. So, Odorizzi gave you something, and I say that, Jarvis, because I have a couple questions to ask you in that regard.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: Odorizzi did his job on the back end, and then the Braves started slowly coming up, whether it was a sack fly or an RBI single or what have you. And then, of course, uh, our young buck, Bon Grissom, really putting them in position to mount the comeback. Unfortunately, then Stevens kind of crapped the bed and here we are with a 9 7 mm-hmm. loss. But let me ask you this what was the bigger takeaway from that game? I mean, is it the fact that the Braves did battle back and they almost completed the comeback or that the Mets battle back from their disasters in games one and two and aren't allowing the Braves to just walk away with the series?
1: Yeah, I think as, as much as it pains me to say this, I think it's the latter. <laughs> you know, Because when you think about what max scherzer did he was mm-hmm. mowing down folks yeah. <laughs> like like i was like man this dude like oh that dude didn't bust a sweat to the like the sixth in it <laughs> no, i'm just like I'm like, this dude just walking off the mound striking out folks got a nice little t- uh, uh um di- uh, dip in his step when he just mm-hmm. walking walking off the uh the mound and i'm just yes. like lord right. this dude is absolutely amazing so i mm-hmm. think that you know i think what the Mets did, they they played their game, right? Because they they made the they made the Braves throw throw strikes, right? If you don't throw strikes against the the New York Mets, they are going to make you pay. Because every time you get that bad boy in the end, in the end zone strike zone, they're mm-hmm. going to foul that bad boy off, mm-hmm. or it's going to be a hit, and yep. they're going to make you pitch to them. And then when you when there any is there any cheek in the, in the armor as far as mm-hmm. what you bring to the table in your in your repertoire? Yeah. I think that the Mets are going to take advantage. That's exactly what mm-hmm. they did at the plate, you know, once things got going. And you're talking mm-hmm. about Peter Alonzo and Sterling Marte. Those guys were just doing their mm-hmm. thing. And, I, and, mm-hmm. the, and to be honest with you, it was a battle. And that's mm-hmm. what you like to see between two yeah. good teams. You don't yeah. like to see a lopsided thing because it's kind of like not real, right? I know mm-hmm. we make jokes right. about the whole 18-1 in <laughs> two games. Yeah, we you like know, it. We, we, make, we, we love it. Don't get me wrong. Right. But when yeah. you have – when you – What confirms that these are two really good teams going at is the game that happened last night. And I think that I think I believe that the Mets saying, you know what, even though you guys made a a nice little lengthy comeback or tried Mm -hmm. to make it a game, we we're still here and we are the division leaders. And And I can't do nothing but respect that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because, like you said, the Braves are saying we're making a comeback in this game, and the Mets were like, "No, no, 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 we're gonna make a comeback in this series." And yes. but I love that back and forth because there was a point where before the rain delay, I was like, "Come on, man, not for nothing." Like, are they are you gonna allow them to return the favor that easily from the night before? But to right. see the Braves battle back was awesome, and it was really like a heavyweight fight, and it was a right. beautiful thing to see because we all know Jarvis that this is going to be a heavyweight fight for this division title until the bitter end. And I think it's important because now we're looking at the Braves going, if I may, not looking at the front half of that game, even though they lost, looking at the back half of that game and saying, if we can get Max Scherzer in a pickle and get him in a bind, and then we, we can maybe get to the point where we force Edwin Diaz back into two innings because, hey, the Mets escaped because they only needed him for one inning last night. Right, You can get him or their closers into more than one inning and you start to strategize a little bit differently then you could potentially win this game. And then as you're getting ready to go back up to Queens, you're potentially going with a three and a half games uh, deficit from you and the Mets versus, say, four and a half. So I think that's important. The other thing that kind of came out of it for me was this, going back to Jake Odorizzi and the fact that you gotta actually question yourself though. Excited that he was able to course correct, but on the same token, we have yet to see anything that looks like a good start from him. So I'm wondering maybe maybe the, the starting rotation is not for him.
1: Maybe it's just not for him. Yeah, um, I think that's 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 fine. Because like and when you think about it. When you have – I but I think it depends, right? If Mm -hmm. Ian Anderson, once he returns, he he starts to look like himself and he starts Mm -hmm. to feel like he's really figured things out down in AAA and he looks like he kind of did that before he went back down, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the last time we saw him. Right. I think that's that's going to be the determining factor whether or not yeah. Oda Rizzi is is going to be on the playoff roster because yeah. we know he's not right. going to be the three the three got the three guys in the part of that rotation. That's right. I think that I think we pretty much got that figured out at mm-hmm. this point. But I don't but just for him from a, from a standpoint of whether or not you're going to use him and be on that playoff roster uh, once that time comes, I mm-hmm. think that kind of solely depends on what um Ian Anderson brings to the table once he yeah. comes back up.
0: I would agree. I felt like it was more of like a salve, for lack of a better term. You kind of had to put somebody in there yeah. so that you could just give yourself another day to potentially get your ace in there in the final game, so you got mm-hmm. Max Fried tonight, and hopefully that'll get you the win of the series. But the other piece is this, speaking of potential postseason rosters, Vaughn Grissom is most definitely making the case for himself to be on that post.
1: What? Who said he wasn't going to be on there? Where he at? Let me talk to that person. Let me show him something real quick.
0: (laughs) It's amazing. And, you know, Alex Anthopoulos stopped by uh, one of the local radio stations and really talked about the fact that players like Vaughn Grissom, despite the fact that the eight-game winning streak for the Braves was lost last night, but players like him and the way that the Braves came back last night, even though it didn't result in a W, was all about this team on in a bigger scope. They got their swag back. They got yeah. their swag back and got their swag back at the right time, and they're starting to get players back at the right time as well. He was really, really uh, just high on where Ozzie Albies is at this point. So I ask you, Jarvis, Man, that's so despite important. this, Oof. exactly, despite this loss, do you feel like the Braves have still shown you something that tells you, oh yeah, the swag is back and they're ready for battle these next
1: five weeks? I think they're they're very ready, very ready. Let me say that. I think because when you look at what Von Br- Von Grissom, excuse me, um, brings mm-hmm. to the table, I'm yeah. talking about the speed and for him to be able to, you know, on the fielder's choice to be able to force that fielder's choice. What mm-hmm. I mean by forcing that. Yes. him getting his behind down that dog on yep. first baseline so they won't get that double play to end any and guess what happens after that our yep. boy Robbie nasty man yes. end up hitting that three run home run and then yes. get, immediately back in the game and you're talking mm-hmm. like having a whole different conversation now and mm-hmm. I think that those are the little things that I believe that we're not really used to seeing from a guy who just got called up from double Dang. A, right? Yeah. I know I know that's man? kind of crazy. <laughs> right, right, Hands Heads up, just bang, bang, just get down there. Let me let me just try to extend it in any way that I can mm-hmm. by running this bad boy out. And I think yeah. that when you have a guy like that who can you who you probably have a choice of whether or not you want to put him at DH, you know, mm-hmm. once Ozzy comes back and he's settled in at second base. Man, that is that is a hell of a weapon to be able to play around with to say, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm gonna put Vaughn at DH today. Right. Or we're gonna figure yeah. it out. Or oh, you know what I'm saying? So I mm-hmm. think just to have him as an option going into the playoffs. And I guess I, I think you know Alex Anthopoulos was right on right mm-hmm. on I'm right on with, with him. I'm I'm Amen and over here in the corner right here with what Alex Anthopoulos said.
0: No question. Yeah, it's always good to have someone else in the holster. For that DH position, because we know the other guy that's been DHing, if there's a way to get rid of him, they definitely will. But <laughs> we don't ever want to get rid of around here because it actually makes us happy and brings us joy, is coffee AM, right, Jar?
1: No doubt about it. When you think about Coffee A.M., that's why I got my, my business tie on, because I was just feeling real good this morning. I got my Coffee A.M. I went to my, my, my little coffee maker that I just purchased, and, you know, I don't have any more K-Cups, so I went to get when got the fresh ground coffee. That black satin tea, whoo, whoo, might make your head blow off, because I'm sitting up here, like, drinking my coffee. I'm mm-hmm. sitting up, because uh, I was falling asleep at a computer this morning. I ain't going to even lie. Had my little yeah. baby girl in my lap. You know, we're sitting there, you know, prepping for the show. You know, she part of the show, too. Y'all don't know that just yet, but she part of the show, too. So, and I'm just falling asleep, and I'm just like, man, I need something. I need a pick-me-up. I went to Coffee AM. I got the stash down there in the kitchen, so I, I had to go get it and see what's going on. You want to get a pick-me-up in the morning? Let me tell you. gonna tell you how to get down, you know. Shh, listen up. You know, I got you. Hold on. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on, and you're going to put in the code locked on you're going to get 15% off on your first order go ahead and do that you can select from you know gift sets teas and of course i just talked about all the different type of coffees that they have go right. there right now coffeeam.com backslash locked on put in the code locked on you're going to get 15% off go ahead and pull up on the best small back coffee roaster in the country indeed
0: indeed so i know now so, drivers are about to hit the sweet spot the fun Mm. spot the funny spot for the culture right
1: no doubt about When, when you think about what for the culture is it is the intersection between sports entertainment and the coaching Sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down we want to thank you guys for continue to rock with us we have over thirty one hundred subscribers yeah. on youtube and we are y'all are downloading that thing wherever you get your podcasts as well we, we are looking really good y'all so we want you all to continue to do that and when you do go ahead and leave us a five-star review uh, we really appreciate you for that now Big time news just dropped. Deshaun Watson, we know we've heard about the cases, the the Mm -hmm. 24 and 62, just all type of numbers. Mm -hmm. Just been talking about what this dude's been doing, and once the pandemic was going on, but now T is finally has come to a close. Mm -hmm. They, both sides, NFL and the NFLPA, has agreed to, in principle, that Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson will serve an 11 game suspension and a five million dollar fine t is that enough
0: hmm that's a great question that's a great question i i do think at some point you just have to level you, you levy the person and you get it done now i think 11 games i mean that's roughly three quarters of the season right so right. I, I think at this point that's probably and, and that's more than double uh or almost double i'm sorry what the judge's recommendation was so i right. think that definitely makes a statement in and of itself Mm -hmm. and then you have in addition to that the five million dollars and any other restitution that they so choose i do think that at this point that's good enough because at some point you pay your restitution and you move on and you know what drivers i'll be honest with you 11 games and five million dollars will never matter because the price that he pays for the rest of his life that's what that that's the real penalty. penalty. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. you do for the rest of your life, whether it's in this league or out of this outside of this league, is going to have an asterisk by it. So again, if he never pays anything more than eleven games at five million dollars, oh, he'll pay a price. And trust and believe, there's no money you can put on what's about to happen to him for the duration of his life on this green
1: earth. Yeah, no doubt that that's that's something that I think that. At some point, he's going to start to show some remorse. We may never see it publicly, Mm -hmm. but when you think about how we used to look at Deshaun Watson before all this stuff went down, like you said, that the price that he's paid or will continue Mm -hmm. to pay for the rest of his life Mm -hmm. by his actions throughout this time. He'll never be able to, you know, get that back. Never. Um, because this, this his character will always be in question. And yeah. right? he's gonna be trying to prove himself to people mm-hmm. for the rest of his life. Yes. Um, whoever he comes in contact with. And I think that's something that that's 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 very costly. But I think mm-hmm. one the one thing that I thought was very interesting though, T, mm-hmm. so you know, most of the time suspensions are games that are that's an even number, right? Mm-hmm. But 11 games is kind of weird so i started doing a little research Uh and uh i come to find out guess who they play on december the 4th his first game to uh will he be eligible to return the houston texans like t like like please help me understand like if this ends up being a prime time game I might be more upset about that than the actual number of games that he was suspended because that's if that ain't the NFL trying to capitalize off of a, a certain type of situation. I don't know what it is.
0: <laughs> yes. Crazy. I mean, yeah, but that's, that's, Hey, look, that is big money for you. Oh that, that's my God, big money for that's you. so crazy. But again, wow. I say he is going to pay the price. He is going to pay the price. That game will ultimately ultimately be at his expense because if he dare comes back to play that game, man, listen. From the time he touches down in Houston until the oh time he leaves Houston, oh. it is going to be vitriol. Like, oh my god! I mean, I can't. Man, listen. You know, I used to live in Houston. I promise yeah. you. I wish I was there to see what in the world would ensue because again. You are also talking about not that there was any appropriate time to mm-hmm. violate anybody, right. not just but anybody to be violated. Not that there was ever an, a, an inappropriate time. But right, right now, right now, this is the absolute worst time that this could happen to you because women. Are more empowered, thank goodness, to speak up when things yes. come against them. So again, not that we're making light of it, everybody, but on the same token, we're looking like, mm, real interesting. We're Very all nice. going to sit back and be watching to see what in the world happens in early December because that, hmm. I mean, and and the funny thing is, you're going to have a lot of people like that. I'm I'm sure the ratings are going to be, oh, of really course, good. yeah, they're going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. going to watch. I'm sure and... that, I'm sure the game might be sold out. On the inside, with protesters on the outside, it's going to be bedlam. It's absolutely going to be bedlam. But again, am I shocked? No. The NFL thinks dollars, that's that's what makes sense.
1: T, let me tell you about a time that I was very shocked. When the prices of chicken wings went through the roof. But, <laughs> Lord, today, mm, T, the prices are back to their pre-pandemic prices. Chicken wings are back, T they're back down to their regular prices because you know Yeah, wait wait a minute like you know, golly man they are gonna kill my little excitement like, no, this, this, like is, this is a good this times we you. should celebrate we should yeah, celebrate that chicken this wings are back down you. to where they need to be for you
0: yes yeah. the chicken wing came the chicken wing came
1: right there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my bad I bet my bad. Like you probably were excited because adult chicken nuggets usage yeah. went up when the ch- price for chicken wings went up. A lot of restaurants started going to uh, adult chicken nuggets. I know some of you may crazy people may refer to them as boneless chicken wings, <laughs> but I call them adult chicken nuggets. <laughs> but, uh, so uh, for those you know who are like chicken wing connoisseurs, such as myself, we can celebrate today because. Chicken wings are back, T, and they're back down to the prices that they need to be. So I need for Kroger to go ahead and um, adjust those prices because $22 for a pack of chicken wings is absolutely ridiculous.
0: It is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Even for somebody that does not eat them. I want you to get your lemon pepper on just like long, the next person. Get yeah. your celebration on about those wings. And hopefully tomorrow we will get our celebration on about a Braves win of the game and of the series. Max Free, we are looking for you to get it done. And listen, if we hear anything else about this Deshaun Watson case, because we know it's evolving. We know we're going to hear more. We definitely will bring that to you. And of course, we're going to talk some Falcons on the day that they begin joint practices with the jets so listen as always we appreciate you guys stopping here first make sure your second stop is a to z with mark zeno and of course be safe in them streets and we shall see tomorrow
1: i'll come back now you hear 12 45 same time same back <laughs>